Welcome to Fireside Nets. We are your hosts. I'm Spen. He's Pete. It is Monday, August 21st. And uh, not a lot going on right now, Pete. Pretty pretty dead off season. How are you doing tonight? Good. Just chilling. Weather's not too bad. I got my kitten running around. It's a, it's a nice, calm night. You got your kitten running around biting microphone wires, apparently. Yeah, that would have been really fun trying to do a podcast without a mic. That would have been great. Yeah, that, that would have been tough. I uh, I'm coming off a bachelor party in Newport, Rhode Island over the weekend. You know, I'm getting up there in age, so definitely tough to recover at this stage in the game. But I I, I hung tough. I, I wasn't you know the first guy to bed. I wasn't the first guy to go home from the bar. I I, I definitely. Uh, Definitely held my own with, with seven kids who can definitely drink some booze. Uh, but I, I, I had no brain power yesterday. So everything that you're going to hear uh, for this podcast, usually done a few days in advance. It was done today. Even today, I don't have a ton of brain power. I don't know how I got through the day. I don't know how I, how I work today. But, uh, you know, we have responsibilities in life, Pete. And even if you spend two days in Newport, Rhode Island, having some booze, some friends, you, you got to pick up the pieces Monday morning. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You're, you're a champ. I am a champ, aren't I? Yes, you so are. We, got, we do have some, some stuff to talk about. The Team USA played a game recently. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not even going to get to that yet. See, this is what I'm talking about. My brain is, is scrambled eggs and cheese right now. We actually had the season schedule reveal. Whoa. 11 national games, 14 back-to-backs, 17 out of 40 home games will be Friday through Sunday. And we're top three in travel miles. Just a few fun facts about the schedule. Uh, we'll get into this, but but Pete, what was your first few thoughts when the net schedule was released? Uh, I was looking for the home opener, the Knicks games, and the uh, the in the in season tournament games came out. I think the day before, so we already knew about them. But I was really looking forward, I guess, for the Knicks games. The in season tournament would have been maybe my second, like my second choice. So, you know, it's good. I, I like the Nick games. And they added, like, a rivalry week, which is interesting. Talk to me about this rivalry week. I have no idea. But apparently <laughs> apparently, um, each team is going to have, like, a rival set up for that week. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that is one of our national games. If you're a good podcast host, you would check that up on me while I talk. But um, I, I like the, the idea. Which, which game are we talking about? Nets, Knicks, what day? January 23rd at the Barclays Center of Brooklyn. Okay. All right. Let's take a look. Is it a national game? I don't think it is. Really? I thought it was. Well, listen, I'm not you guys. I suck at this. You're, you're, you're pretty good, Pete. I, I appreciate you. Here we go. It is a national game. It's on TNT. Wow. See, he was sandbagging me. I was. I sandbagged you hard. Yeah. Uh, we got one holiday game. It's against the Heat. It's MLK Day. Uh, I we, guess we, we always we always compete against the Heat. I, I think we always kind of keep it close. We rarely get blown out by them. Yeah, it's good. I guess the games that everyone was kind of looking forward to uh, 
KD coming back, Kyrie coming back. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of over all this shit. I don't want to talk about 7-Eleven anymore. But I was thinking if I would boo them if I was at the game. And I, that's kind of tough for me. Kyrie, yes. Katie, I think I'm not going to boo him. Yeah, so so if I had to make a prediction, I would say that Kyrie hears a few boos. I The funny thing with Kyrie is I think Kyrie had a lot of fans in Brooklyn. And I think that while there are people like myself who are extremely bitter with his tenure in Brooklyn, I don't think the boos are going to be as loud as people want them to be. I, I think they're going to be there, but I don't think it's going to be everyone in the stadium. I don't think Kevin Durant gets booed at all. Really? I, wow. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I he was the so. last. He was the last man standing. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't going to look. I understand the trade request stuff in, in the summer. He stayed. The only reason he left is because of Kyrie. That is the only reason KD left. So I don't think that. I don't think that Nets fans are going to hold it against him as much as they'll hold it against Kyrie. I, I really don't. But I don't even think they're going to hold it against Kyrie that much. I, I think, if anything, at this point, like, we're, we're past that, right? Like, we, it's not like we're a shit basketball team with our, our you know, the, the, the two old stars coming back. We're, we have a bright future. Like, maybe Kyrie will get some booze, sure. I don't think KD gets a lot of booze. But I think we as a fan base, like, we're not – I don't know. I, I guess we're not that spiteful anymore is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think you have the mindset of someone maybe five years ahead. And I've been seeing, you know, this. I th- so this one Twitter post, I agreed with this, that in 15 years, 25 years, Katie's going to have his number retired. And uh, I kind of agree to that sentiment just by thinking about your mindset, right? Like we kind of appreciated the time, especially if this team sucks for the next 20 years. This whole big three era is going to be romanticized crazy. Right. Yeah, I I don't know if when you say the word romanticized, you mean that we're gonna look back on this era and appreciate it more? Yeah, exactly. Nostalgia is a hell of a thing. Yeah, but they played thirteen games together. Well, I mean the playoff. We're I'm talking about KD in general. I'm talking about like the game six. I'm talking about you know that one year that we almost had it, and then everything went to shit against Milwaukee. I think that's gonna be looked at. Maybe not Harden individually, maybe not Kyrie individually, but that run will be looked at very fondly. That's what I personally think. So I'm going to compare it to the Paul Pierce, KG, Joe Johnson, Darren Williams, Brooke Lopez team. And I'll say that this era will be looked at more fondly than that era. Right, because that era lasted what I think Pierce was with the Nets for a year, if not two years, but he was there for a very short amount of time. The second he left, at that point, I think Joe Johnson was was gone after like that ended very quickly, and it was like the blink of an eye. We got smoked by the Heat. Um, was it the second round we got smoked by the Heat? Yeah. So it's funny because both teams went the same distance. Right, like yeah, of course, KD was more competitive with the Bucks. They played three extra games or four extra games, but the the result was the same. It was a second round exit. So the the KD Kyrie teams with Harden, 
they'll be remembered more vividly because they were there for more longer and they were bigger names than Joe Johnson and Darren Williams and, and all of that. Um, but I think it's going to be an in, in, in between. I don't think that we're going to look back and say, wow, remember those years? Those are some great years. I also don't think we're going to be like, wow, that was a flash in the pan. I think it's going to, it's going to resemble, you know, I don't know how big of a football fan you are, Pete. Um, but there was that year where the Eagles were stacked and they had what they called the dream team. And it was like Namdi Asamoah got signed. There was a ton of names and they absolutely underachieved and, and didn't do much. Um, and I think it's going to look, be looked at that way. Like I remember this Brooklyn Nets team, they, they, they could have went on a run. They just never put it together and everything fell apart relatively quickly. Yeah. The difference with that team, with the Pierce team and the big three team is that I really thought, I think a lot of people actually thought like, this is our year when we were smoke Milwaukee, the first two games, I think that's the only difference. I don't want to like brat, you know, talk about this over and over. We've been over this a million times, but uh, I felt like there was a legit chance there. Pierce, I didn't, Pierce's team, I didn't think so. Fair, fair. Um, finishing up with the schedule, we have a game January 11th in Paris, Paris, France, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Any intrigue there? I mean, playing in Paris, is that, we don't have, do we have any French players? We used to have Timothy Luau Cabarro, no longer a Brooklyn Net. Well, I can tell you this. There's someone out there, a very generous person. You know, it doesn't matter where, you know, this money's coming from, but some generous person, some generous soul is, I know is going to donate. So then we could go to Paris, pay for our flight and the tickets and everything in a hotel so we can make some beautiful content out there. And you could be that beautiful person, someone watching. Just keep that in mind. So for those listening, um, Pete just just gave a very interesting proposition. Uh, not only would you fly us out and, and pay for the tickets and the, the plane ride and the hotels and everything, we would let you come on Fireside Nets for an episode. You would be our guest of honor. You, you would be on the show the whole episode, give your opinions, give your takes. I don't know, man. That is a deal that is, is hard to pass up. Think of the content. We could eat like oh. escargot live. I might hate it. I could spit it out. It would be hilarious. You could no, be that you, you'd have to swallow it. You can't. You can't spit out escargot yeah. in Paris. You got to just pinch your nose and nice suck line. that. Suck that snail down. Um, home opener, Cleveland, October twenty fifth. Meh. Uh, and then you got the in season tournament. We are in East Group C. We have the Bulls. The Celtics, the Magic, and the Raptors. What do you think of this um, lineup we got for the in-season tournament? Uh, I think it kind of sucks. I'll tell you why. You have the first two games straight on the road. The second game is with Boston, right? Uh, I'm going to guess – keep in mind there's only four games, right? So if you lose one of the first two games, I'm going to assume that you're going to be in a hole. Having the second game as Boston makes the first game really, like, really, really pressurized in Chicago because you could just be down 0-2 and out of the tournament immediately. Right. Are you going to be upset if we get smoked in the first two games and, and don't do anything in the in-season tournament? Or are you going to be like, meh, it's an in-season tournament. Who gives a fuck? Oh, no, I'm all in. I was not in. I'm all in now. Like, we can't win, the like, the NBA trophy. We might win this somehow, some way. <laughs> all right. All right, I'm with it. 
Um, all right. And then finally, the last part of the schedule, you saw all the teams, they were posting sort of their own versions of the schedule release. The Nets had a few. Uh, Pete, you sent me a video. Could you explain that to the audience? Uh, yeah, I guess the Nets media department went out to Coney Island. They took random people who weren't the most uh, basketball knowledgeable and showed them different logos and stuff. And people just said the wildest shit. Like, so I, I can't even imagine. I wish I could remember a couple off the top of my head. Someone said, like, this is not a basketball uh, logo or some stupid shit like that. Someone said no parking. Someone said a basketball in a halo. <laughs> for another team it's just ridiculous someone said it was like a serial killer logo for the so it, it was, I, was very, I thought it was very clever the way they did it as, as pete says is they would show these people the logo you wouldn't see the logo you would hear the person's description of it and then oh. they would show you the actual logo and that would be the game that would be like okay this schedule this date um it was clever it was clever me personally pete i preferred the bottles one for those not familiar you're not a fan are you an asmr no, guy horrible. oh as no what's wrong with you i have to watch those videos when I, they come up on my t so for those who don't know what i'm talking about there is a tiktok viral trend it's been happening for a long time where basically uh these full bottle these glass bottles are rolled downstairs and eventually they break and shatter and whatever's in the bottle just goes everywhere but I never realized how nice it is to listen to glass bottles breaking. So one of the videos the Nets did was the bottle breaks and inside, I don't remember how they did it. But I think there was a piece of paper, right? You're muted. You are muted, my friend. I'm a pro. Um, I thought it was stupid. I didn't, I'm not a TikTok guy, but um, I let you cover that. <laughs> I just I don't remember exactly how they did it, but I know that uh, it was just bottles breaking, and you would figure out who we were playing when. Shout out to the Nets for being creative. I, I do think the winner of this entire schedule release thing. If you want to talk about other teams, did you see what the Chicago Bulls did? I did not. Oh, dude, it was awesome. So what the Chicago Bulls did was they um, it was a Pokemon release. So I got a okay. Here, check that out. For those who can't see, I'm showing Pete. It would That's show. Great. It barely came out. But I saw one. Of, I saw like a second of it. So it's it's a so, sort of like a Pokemon visual of uh, Demar Derozan, and it says Debo level 14. Well, I guess he's in his 14th season, and then it's a picture of Bron, and with Bron, it says level 20. Hilarious. And that's that is fucking awesome. Like to to pull a, a pop culture reference like Pokemon and 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 relate it to basketball. That was I got that person deserves a raise. Very well done by the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that that, that was pretty cool. Uh, the one that we talked about for the Nets was actually used by the Tennessee Titans. So we kind of have to give them credit, I guess. Wh which still, one, the bottle one or the other one? Uh, the Coney Island one. Okay, with the, with the logos. How many was there? Anyone else? There any other videos that the Nets put out that I missed? Uh yeah, they had like this um, this guy. I think his name is Jeffrey Wright. I hope I got his name right. And he's like one of these guys. He's like a guru, and he says, April twenty third, the Nets are gonna be at the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. 
and it was like a whole like list of different games and stuff. It was uh, like a meditation type type thing. So that Jeffrey Wright, the actor. Yeah, maybe I guess. Oh. I don't know. Jeffrey, so he's a diehard Nets fan. He's also yeah, a yeah, great yeah, actor. yeah, yeah. I'm un, I'm I'm very uneducated apparently, but yeah, that was no, that's a, that's okay. We all knew that before the show, but Jeffrey Wright, he is the narrator in uh, the Marvel show. Ooh, I forget what the name of the show is, but his character is the Watcher, and he narrates. Um, what if? What if was the was the name of the show? And basically, he narr- He's got a great voice, so that that makes sense. All right, Pete, are we ready to get into the Brooklyn Bridges, the Twins on Team USA? Let's go. Okay, so USA played Germany recently. Uh, They were down as much as 16 points in this game. They had a comeback. They went on a 22-5 run to beat Germany 99-91. Pete, why don't you get into Mikhail Bridges' performance and, and what he was able to do for Team USA in this one? Yeah, he wound up starting. He played 29 minutes, seven points, three of nine from the field, one of four from three. The three obviously being huge as the go-ahead three uh, in the game to put him ahead. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. And uh, I don't know, probably a little bit of an off game. He missed a couple wide-open threes earlier that were pretty much the same exact three that he hit to pull in uh, – pull. I was going to say pull the Nets – to pull USA ahead. So uh, it's nice to see a little resilience in this big clutch shot, right? You got to be happy. Yeah, I, I, I think that when you're playing for your country, uh, stakes can't be higher. And, and you see, you know, there are guys on this team that have produced and there are guys on this team that have sort of fizzled out. Um, and I like that Mikhail Bridges continues to be one of those players that produces. The last thing Nets fans want to see is our best player struggling in, in big-time moments for the country. So I'm, I, I was I was glad he hit that shot. And then Cam Johnson, not a lot of time for him. Seven minutes, zero points, had a rebound, had an assist. Um, it is what it is. Look, we love Cam Johnson, but on this Team USA roster, he might be the eighth or ninth guy, right? And I'm being kind of generous there. I mean, no, that's that's probably where he is because because Reeves come well. Reeves has been starting. He's come off the bench, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's accurate. Yeah, he's, he's had a couple good games. Uh, this game only got seven minutes. USA was down, like you said. And uh, they made a really nice comeback. That was a really nice comeback. What was it? It was a 22-5 run in the fourth quarter. Uh, man, Germany has a good team. Germany is definitely a contender in the tournament. So this was not like one of these, oh, shit, like they just it shit the bed against the team that they should beat. No, Germany's pretty good. Germany has some talent. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder, oof. Guy can play. Of course. Uh, I always wanted to be a Brooklyn Net, by the way. Do you want Anthony Edwards to be a Brooklyn Net? We're, we're going to get into him in a second. I just <laughs> want – I was looking at the roster. Um, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Paolo Bancaro, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Ingram. Those are seven guys. I think all seven of those guys are ahead of Cam Johnson in the pecking order. Would you agree? I would say so. I mean, the ones that are like questionable, maybe Halliburton, maybe Ingram, but not really. Those those two guys get more get more run than Cam Johnson. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then the only guys behind Cam. Oh no! And I'd even mention Austin Reeves. 
So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's eight guys who get more run than Cam Johnson. And then right behind him, I'd say is Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, and Josh Hart. Yeah, you had a couple of good guys putting up like some great numbers. How you know Halliburton's had a couple of good games. Edwards obviously has had a couple of great games. And uh, it might be a little harder for Cam to get some burn, but as everybody knows, I'm maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, it gets a little bit 10, 15 minutes in there, and uh, we're good. Yeah, I, I think that Tyrese Halliburton has a chance to be a top five point guard this season. I really I like his game. I, I, I just think that there aren't a lot of point guards that do more than he does. I, I think, you know, it's probably Steph Curry. It's uh, John Morant when he's healthy. It's Luka. And I can't think of anything else. I'll take, I'll take Tyrese over Garland. I'll take Tyrese over Trey Young. I'll take Tyrese over a lot. Um, I mean, Brunson starts over Tyrese on Team USA, so that's a tough one. I personally like Halliburton more than Brunson. Uh, that's a preference thing. Um, but I do want to get to Anthony Edwards. He was insane in this game. 34 points for, for Anthony Edwards. He took over down the stretch, had a few monster monster dunks in this game, a few big-time layups, a few big shots. He has he sort of come – I don't want to say he's come out of nowhere because we all knew who Anthony Edwards was – but he's kind of proven that he is probably a top three shooting guard in this league, Pete. You're muted. Listen, you I know. Go. I got it. I'm a pro here. Listen, we don't want to fall in love with a small sample size. The guy's obviously very talented. We always knew he had the talent. Maybe he is coming into his own. But let's not forget, you know, where we are. This is not the NBA game. I still think he's going to have a great year, and I still think he's going to be a great player, but I think people are starting to fall in love with him a little bit too much. Just my, uh, just my opinion. I don't understand why. I don't, I don't get that take. And I say that because what does he have to do to prove to you that he's big time? If he's putting up 34 against a, a tough Germany team that I think was undefeated coming into this game in exhibition game, they were 4-1 and one, or they had won a lot, what more would he have to do to prove to you that he's big time? Nothing. He's got to do it in the NBA. Fair enough. Okay. So so by that by that degree, uh, USA FIBA basketball does not mean as much as the NBA. Absolutely not. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I, I look. Put me in the group of people that's fallen in love with him. Uh, I love his game. I love the way he plays, there's a certain passion, a certain tenacity there that, you know, you don't see with a lot of guys. Like I think, I think of Paul George, right? LA Clipper, Paul George, Paul, Paul George is a great player, but he doesn't, I don't see there's like, I think maybe in Paul George's younger days with Indiana, I saw that fire. I saw that passion. I feel like he kind of, I don't know, sleepwalks occasionally, um, through the regular season, he's not necessarily uh, a, a passion guy. He's not an energy guy at this stage in his career. That is one of the things I love about Anthony Edwards. He, he just he has this sort of intensity and, and passion that you see from guys like Jimmy Butler, from from a guy like Kobe Bryant back in the day. Um, there, there's just there's a lot of promise with a guy who's not only extremely talented and athletic 
but he he has it mentally. He wants to take guys' souls out of their chest. He was trash talking Germany in that game. Um, I would I would give everything to have Anthony Edwards on the Brooklyn Nets, but it is what it is. And look, there's a lot of great players on this USA team. He is the clear alpha, right? Like he is the guy. Steve Kerr said it after the game. So that's another reason why I'm I'm bought in. But uh, I, I listen. I, I get it. You're entitled to your opinion. You want to see it in the NBA. You want to see him dominate, you know, score 30 a game in the NBA. I think he might he might be able to do it this season. Um, I want to see I want to see Anthony Edwards surpass Devin Booker. That's something I would like to say. Me too. <clears throat> and I do have to say, I feel like I've been a little bit harsh on the guy from this whole conversation. But uh, my mind and my view is focusing on the NBA is king over here, right? If I want to make sure I'm getting an NBA superstar, I want him to do it in the NBA. We know the international rules are a little bit different. You know, guys that are coming from Europe and play like in the Euro leagues, you know, they could dominate there or not dominate there. And when they come to the NBA, it's different, right? I do think he's going to be, like you said, you're absolutely right. He's going to be a big time, right? But I think he's getting a little slightly overhyped. Slightly. That's fair. All right, Pete. We got a few tidbits of news in Nets world. First off, Jalen Wilson and Cam Thomas were seen working out together. I got to give credit to Brooklyn Netcast for the graphic because that's where I saw it. Uh, Cam Thomas also seen putting in work at open runs. Do you see the ascension of Cam Thomas in a Brooklyn Nets uniform coming this season? Yes. I'll tell you why. This team is going to be starved for offense. And eventually, someone's going to get hurt. Even if you don't want to play this guy with his quote-unquote bad attitude, he's going to get some minutes. They, they're going to they're going to need some scoring, and he's going to provide it. I would I want to agree with you. I do. I, I just I I think that we have too many guys on this team. And what I mean by that is, why did we go out and grab Dennis Smith Jr. and Lonnie Walker if? if we were going to give Cam Thomas more minutes, wouldn't we go out and get more big men? Wouldn't we go out and get a backup center to help out Dayron uh, sharp when, when Claxton's off the court, I, I just, I look at the move Sean Marks made and it doesn't necessarily like lend to Cam Thomas getting more time. Sven, are, are you a, are you someone who believes Cam Thomas can play point guard? I mean, he, he's an undersized too. Oh, no. I, I, well, oh, no. I guess not. I guess not. You know, I don't want to be mean to the guy, but um, I think he's perfect at shooting guard. I think that's his that's his position. I'm not like upset at him handling the ball, but you need a Dennis Smith Jr. because if didn't when he goes down, who's going to handle the ball? Royce again? No, you need a Dennis Smith Jr. Lonnie Walker, you can make that's different. You, you're absolutely well, yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So, so let, let's get into that. Right. Cause Lonnie Walker is sort of the opposite of Cam Thomas. He does not need the ball in his hands defensively. He's really, really solid. Um, more of an athlete than Cam Thomas. The one thing he doesn't have, he, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker is not known for creating off the dribble. That's something that Cam Thomas, Thomas does extremely well. So that's like right now you're Jacques Vaughn. Who would you want to play more minutes? Lonnie Walker or Cam Johnson, uh, Cam Thomas. Um, Definitely Cam Thomas, right? I, I don't think this is a championship year. This is a, a growth year, and you got to see what you have in him. For sure, right? You got to. 
Is he a sixth man? Is he someone who's going to be uh, someone who comes in, puts up 40 points, but then you lose by 30? Like, who, what is his game? Who is he? This year needs to be like the year of Camp Thomas figuring out if he's going to fit with this franchise. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that narrative, right? Like, this is a guy who's been with your team for – this is his third year, correct? Yeah, so you, you, you got to know what you have at this point. Uh, and if you're going to trade him, play him to get some value. I do want to shout out Doug Barrick, uh, Nets super fan. Took a picture with Cam Thomas at the Plaza Party uh, the last few days. Doug's dog, Nelly, who is extremely cute, was also in the picture with, with Cam Thomas and Doug. And then Doug tweeted, uh, you know what Nelly and Cam have in common? They got that dog in them. I thought was pretty clever. So shout out to Doug Barrick, former guest of Fireside Nets, been on the show a few times. Glad that uh, glad that he's in Brooklyn hanging out with Nets players over the summer. Can't go wrong. Hashtag Nets Pets. Shout out to Nelly. Also wanted to shout out Jalen Wilson. Um, he is you know shown giving back to his community recently. He was at the Dodge YMCA with Wilson Basketball to present a ten thousand dollar check to enable access to play for Brooklyn youth. Jalen Wilson, Pete, confirmed, good dude. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with, like, giving back, especially when it affects, you know, our people, right? The New Jersey, the Brooklyn area, you know, I I love seeing stuff like that. I don't care if it's some money that was given to him by Wilson or Wilson came to him. It doesn't matter as long as the kids get, like, some extra like playtime, some nice basketball, some better rims, something that's not destroyed. That's right. That's well, whatever, whatever they're getting. Right. I, I don't care. It's, it's all for the kids. That's what it's all about. And, and this is a guy who was drafted in the second round. This isn't a guy that's making millions and millions of dollars right now for the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, it's, it's, it's never the, the most wealthy guys who are the most generous. It's always, it's always just the people that want to make a difference. So shout out to Jalen Wilson for wanting to make a difference. All right, Pete. I thought of a very clever way to end this show. You and I are extremely, I don't know, I would just say present on Nets Twitter. Your account, the at Nets fans, you know, you're constantly tweeting about the Nets. I'm Fireside Nets. I'm constantly tweeting about the Nets. But the Nets Twitter community is an extremely special one. And there are a ton of different personalities that are great follows that we've had on the show that are very fun to interact with. So I thought we can do a little bit of a draft of Brooklyn Nets Twitter accounts. Now, here's the catch. Can't be a player. Can't be a coach. It it can't be anyone employed by the Brooklyn Nets. That is the only rule. So we each get – Or the Yes Network. So we each get four picks – it's a snake draft. I have a coin to see who picks first. So, Pete, call it in the air. Heads or tails? Heads. It is tails. I will go first, and you will go next. As you can see there, that is tails, and that is heads. It's a really dirty quarter. I think it was in my car. I apologize. Oh, yeah, it's Scout's honor. I, I believe you, sir. All right. So, the number one pick. In the Nets Twitter draft, I'm going my guy, Nets depicted by SpongeBob. Oh, this is great. This is so great. You fucked up. I'm going to take, 
I, I look, wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta explain my pick real fast. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm hyped now. You fucked up. For, for those who don't know, Nuts Depicted by SpongeBob is an account that posts everything. Um, every single tweet is about the Nets, but it's a meme or it's a clip from SpongeBob. Most of them, not every single one. It is extremely clever. He's been doing it for a while. You can follow him at Nets Depiction. Uh, the bio reads cataloging the 2022-23 net season using scenes from SpongeBob SquarePants. So shout out to Nets depicted by SpongeBob. That's my number one pick. All right, let, let's hear let's hear your next two. Okay. <clears throat> by the way, I've talked to Nets depiction before. He's a nice guy. I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on him by doing this, but he, I got to take two of these guys. They've been on the podcast. I'm going back to back. Jay from BK and Mike Biseglia. Like, we just were a squad right now. We're a squad. What are you going to do? I got the trivia guy, and, and I got Jay from BK with all the inside information. So we're, we're, and we got me doing a little accounting shit. We're, we're lit. You fucked. You fucked up. You Two fucked good up. picks. Two good picks. Uh, Mike Biseglia, good guy. Jay from BK, good guy. Both Nets fans. Both very present on its Twitter. I, I get it. I like those two picks. All right. My next pick, I'm going Pod Thorn. Damn. That was that's that's one of my yeah. guys right there. He's been on the show as well. Um, huge fan of his work. Really, really like a lot of his tweets. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Pod Thorn. That's my team right now. And I get another pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going Nets Kingdom. Damn it. That's another good so, one. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge NK guy. He was on the pod a few weeks ago. Uh, love his content. He gets a lot of great, just like graphics of players, coaches, things that are happening. You know, right now at this current moment, something that me and Pete don't necessarily have access to, uh, but he does, and he does it very well. I like his page a lot. So Nets Kingdom, that is my number three pick. So Pete, you got three and four left. Who are you going with? All right, I think we should round up your roster first. So who do you who you got net depiction? Pod I have Nets depicted by SpongeBob, Podthorn, and Nets Kingdom. That's a good. And I have Jay from BK and Mike Biseglia. Uh, I'm gonna continue adding to this squad. I'm gonna add Jack Manuel to the team. Oh, I like that one. Another Nets podcaster, by the way. Sniper, sniper code, baby. Sniper code. My team is cold. You got one more, right? Oh, yeah, I got to go again. I'm going to take Doug. Which one? Doug Barrett. I got to take Doug. That's okay. it. We got a perfect team here. We're, we're, we're ready to play. You ready for this next pick? This next I think pick. you're going to get me here. Go ahead. Nets pick. Next, next pick. I'm going with Nets Daily. Damn, that was a good one. So, like, they're one of the most yes, comprehensive – the OG, he's been covering the Nets forever. He's got a massive following, uh, very well written, huge Nets blog. Probably like outside of R2 Twitters, I would say he is the best source for any Nets information. Great articles. Yeah, Nets Daily. So, all right, let's 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 review the teams. Uh, you have – so you have Jacques Manuel, Doug Barrick, Jay from BK, and Mike Biseglia. Yep. I have Podthorn. 
Damn, I have Nets that. depicted by SpongeBob. I have Nets Daily, and I have Nets Kingdom. Who do you think's got a stronger squad? Listen, you started off very weak, even though, even though, like I like Nets depiction a lot. But uh, man, I think it's closer. It's closer than I thought it was gonna be after my first two picks. I like it. I this is fun. Well, we're, we're very well rounded. If you're listening to this, please send us a, a comment on Twitter. Let us know who you think won the Brooklyn Nets Twitter account draft. And uh, that does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets with Spen and Pete. Pete, any final words for our audience out there? Yeah, I just uh, – <clears throat> excuse me, sir. I just dropped an episode of the Only Net Fans You Know with uh, Teller uh, – I want to say this guy's name right – Teller Wayman of the Basketball Index. We did a very, very deep analytical look at the core pieces of the team, Cam, Bridges, and Clax. Very interesting episode. Check it out at NetFans You Know. All right. There it is. Thanks for listening, everyone, and tune in next week. Catch you on the fireside.